We're live. So I was on Instagram and this reel of the Lawrence brothers, Joey, Matthew, and Andy came up. And it was like Ooh. them doing it was like them doing a photo shoot, uh, shoot with like the boys are back in town. I don't know if they're doing some kind of like meet and greet tour, but I was like, wow, I haven't seen them in forever. Um so then I was like, oh, they did a sitcom together called Brotherly Love. So then I found it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I used to love that show. I, the the woman who, I don't know what her name was. Wasn't it? There was one female character. Yeah. I, I always liked her. I can't remember what her name was. I can't remember their names. I, I think they played their, like, Oh yeah, they played their names. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a fun thing. And then I was like, I can't remember if I liked it or not, though. <laughs> I know I liked it at the time. Yeah, I'm not sure how it holds up. I think it was like one of the first WB sitcoms. It was like around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> so yeah, that was my fun little Lawrence brother story. Um, that happened right before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy. And as always, I'm joined by Aaron. Hello. And we're circling back to our Dysfunctional Family Night episodes. Um, we watched episode two of Brothers and Sisters and Party of Five, season one for both shows. So let's roll the credits and we'll get started. So what do you want to cover first? Party of Five? Sure. We started with Brothers and Sisters first last week. So let's start with Party of our last time, I think. Mm, no, I think we saved that. I think we're doing uh, the best for last. February's been a very long and hard month. So, <laughs> um, so the episode opens with Bailey having a fantasy of Kristen. Kirsten. Kirsten's how they say it. <laughs> Um, which is Owens, the the baby nanny. brother, his nanny. Um, <laughs> I was like hysterical laughing because she's like, you're such a good boy, good boy. But she was just feeding Owen. <laughs> <laughs> um, to parallel this, um, Charlie's sleeping with an older woman who mm-hmm. he's supposed to be building cabinets for or shelves, shelves. Um, which later on in the episode... Bailey asks him for advice on, like, if he's ever been with an older woman. And, you know, Charlie's like, yeah, it's great. And he's like, how do you get something like that started? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess Kirsten's taking some kind of psychology classes. Mm -hmm. And Bailey takes it upon himself to make up some imaginary friend he had when he was a child. Which Kirsten says means it's a sign of... um, compassion and like sensitivity so then he furthers like elaborates on it and it was kind of cringy honestly the more he talked about it yeah um oh poor bailey um i was sitting to charlie again this episode i think i might love charlie (laughs) i remember them being more likable than they are. 
Um, they're all whiny. Okay, like, but I don't like when I was younger watching this. I don't remember them being so whiny. Because we were um, whiny. <laughs> so possibly it's normal. <laughs> possibly, but Nev Campbell's character, Julia. Oh, I'm just like, girl. Come on. So Julia is all about like partying and like fitting mm -hmm. in with the crowd, which. We got to see Brittany Murphy. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. That, I was. Why did she not have her own show at this stage in her life? She, everything she was guest starring in in the early 90s or mid 90s, she always stole my attention. I think before this, she was on the Torkelsons, wasn't she? She was on the. Well, they had a spinoff of the Torkelsons called Almost Home, yeah. which uh, she starred in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess this would have been close to the time of her getting clueless. Not long after, is John okay? I hear him sneezing a lot. <laughs> He's having a sneezing fit. Yes, <laughs> I, I apologize. Well, bless him. <laughs> a lot of times when he does that, um, I think of death becomes her. You know, when uh, she's in the car with Ernest and he's like breathing weird, and she's like, "Can you just not?" breathe <laughs> so i will do that too i'll be like could you just not do that <laughs> <laughs> um so julia wants to blow off studying and go to like crash a party with her friend who looks very familiar she kind of reminds me of harmony from buffy a little bit with glasses mm. okay um but it's not her um and they go to this party, and the girl lies and says that she's going to the library with Julia and sleeping at Julia's. And Charlie's just like, yeah, go party, do whatever you want, stay out all night. Like, he's like, I'll lie for you. Like, See, <laughs> we miss that part in our age because we had cell phones by then or pagers or something. We couldn't just... <laughs> Junior high was very much like that, I feel like, for me. Well, not for me, but okay. I'm sorry, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> Two whole years. <laughs> I was still going to pay phone. This is junior high. Dialing one eight hundred class. We were a small town, you didn't have to worry about that. Pretty much you could just <laughs> throw a rock and hit be like, Hey, or tell someone's mother and they'll tell your mother and everybody else's mother. Okay, quick tangent. I don't know if I ever told you this, how sneaky I used to be. So I wasn't allowed to go over somebody's um, house unless their parents were there. And like my grandmother needed to like talk to the parents to make sure they were actually going to be there. So what I would do is after school, I would say I was going to the library to study. And the library was like a 10 minute walk from the school. So I would run to the library, call her from the payphone at the library so that the caller ID said that it was at the library. And then say that I was there and then go to my friend's house. <laughs> See, I I didn't have that problem. If I went to a friend's house, my mom was probably just happy I had a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to watch TV as a kid. <laughs> she was like, oh, thank God you left the house. <laughs> the one time I got grounded, I got grounded from running movies. <laughs> Like, I did something bad in school, and that's how we punished me. 
But I think my mom was actually probably proud because her son wasn't such a goody goody for once. Because I was always like, you know, that she said, "No, what? I'm going to ground you from renting movies." But you should be glad we ain't got no money this month, so we can't rent movies. <laughs> so it was, like, it was more of an excuse for her to get out of renting movies. <laughs> well, she got to ground me, and not have to worry about it. feeling too bad. Well, I told the truth. Like, I got in trouble for something, but I told the truth about it. She's like, well, I can't really get on to you. Well, and we had already told her about it. Mm. So when the school talked to her about it, she was kind of like, I already know. <laughs> so she's like, my kid's honest. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but back to Party of Five. <laughs> it is uh, dysfunctional family, not. These are perfectly good <laughs> stories to use. Um. Claudia is doing her, their family tree and she's trying, apparently they have a grandfather that's living. It's their mother's father who left when she was a child. Mm-hmm. So Claudia is on a mission to find him. Okay. And she hires a private investigator. Here's my problem with this storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it is the mid nineties and things are probably different. There is no way that child is walking around San Francisco alone, <laughs> going up to strange men on the docks, ask pretty much trying to find out, do you want some cookies? Because it's my cover story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So she finds a man that has the same name as her grandfather. He. She finds out that he lives on a boat in the marina. So she goes down to the Maria, Maria, Marina. <laughs> Um, pretending to be a Girl Scout, selling cookies. And she basically strikes up a conversation with him. She finds out that he likes violin music, and she plays the violin, which she got from her mother. So in her head, she's connected all these thoughts, and she's like, Grandpa? (laughs) Yeah, she's, I thought of you and I. I was like, that's what Tommy and I would have been like. (laughs) One dot. Obviously. Grandpa? So she tells her brothers and sisters this, and they're not really buying it. And Bailey well, goes and gone. Their first, like, let's not overlook the fact that not a one of them says anything about you're running across San Francisco meeting strange men trying There's to them. find our grandpa. Okay, maybe it's different because when I was 90, this was 95. We had a huge kidnapping that happened not far from where I live. So mm. like like Morgan Nick, there's a documentary on Hulu about it. Uh, it's really good. But she was just a few years younger than me. So like, I guess because of where we're at, like that was just drained in our head. Like, be careful. Did they ever find her? No. Mm-mm. Wow. You should, you should you should watch the documentary. It's really good. We watched it in one night. That's how good it was. And we knew most of this stuff. So there are a few new facts, but hmm. it's good. Sorry, that I think that's my all I'm thinking of Stranger Danger, this poor child is but that happened the first episode too. She's just riding the bus. They have no adult supervision. They just do whatever they want. I know. Oh I know. <laughs> Owen is the only one that has a door adult supervision. <laughs> And she's paid. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. Um, So she tells her brothers and sisters about this man. They don't really buy into it. And she kind of lashes out. And she's like, he's our grandfather. He's going to be in our lives. 
Bailey takes it upon himself to visit this guy and basically tell him what Claudia is up to. And he finds out for sure that he's not their grandfather. Well, see, we don't know that. That happens off screen. For mm-hmm. all we know, Bailey's... This is why I've watched too many soaps. If it doesn't happen on screen, <laughs> I'm questioning it. <laughs> so Bailey basically finds out because he was married twice that he never had grandkids with his first... Or kids with his first wife. Um, and that he's never lived in... I think they said Seattle. Because mm-hmm. I think that's where the mom grew up. He's only like passed through it. So... That kind of devastates Claudia. But she gets information. She learns, like, you know, how to sail. Well, the ins and outs of sailing. She doesn't really learn how to sail. But she thinks it would be a nice family thing for them to do. So, okay. So the last scene where she sang it and she breaks out laughing, I almost wondered if, like, Lacey just felt so embarrassed having to say that line that she just, like, broke out into laughter and just kept it in. What line? I can't remember. Just when she was, like, like fun for the whole family and then she like brings out the like she's doing an ad for like sailing <laughs> and she broke out laughing and that's how the episode ended i mean that... I, I just wondered if that like she just felt like so embarrassed having to do that that she they just kept it in <laughs> that's me i do things like that still like if we're going somewhere and see something like that i'll be like oh, if we're gonna carnival cruise like come on fun's in the tagline mm-hmm. fun for all yeah. But you also hear Nev laugh when she's mm-hmm. laughing. So I almost, I don't know. There's I times say, on, on 90210 when like Kelly and Donna would like start giggling or whatever. And I'm like, that's totally Tori and Jenny not being able to keep it together. I will say the <laughs> one thing that was very relatable about Claudia's storyline was that searching for like family you don't know. If you've mm-hmm. never, like, if you've had half your family missing for part of your life, you understand what it's like to be curious or want to know what they're like. So, this triggered a memory in my head of the show. Oh I my god, that, you were triggered? Ooh. I know that they have a grandfather that comes, because he's played yes. by Archie Bunker. Oh god. And I don't, But I'm not sure if it's this grandfather that they're looking for. Is he a grumpy grandfather then? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he I think he might be the mother's father. I don't know. Mm. I guess we'll cross that bridge and we'll get to it. Um so Julia, because her and her friend went to the party, they didn't study the night before, and there's a test on the book that they should have read that they both fail. And the teacher offers them a way to erase the failing grade by writing a five-page paper on it. And Julia really doesn't have plans on doing it, but her friend does. Julia wants to go to another party that Brittany Murphy's character invited her to. But she sees Bailey struggling to write his own paper, and she stays up all night writing that with him, misses the party, and neglects to write her own paper. All I could think was favoritism. <laughs> Some of us had to earn our D's. No, <laughs> I didn't make D's. <laughs> Um, and that, that was pretty much her story. She was just, you know, rebelling yeah. in school. Yeah, that's been her character is just rebelling. Whereas, like, Bailey's kind of caught in the middle of adulthood and you balancing know. his finances, taking yeah. care of Owen. <laughs> like, I actually feel worse for Bailey because he's had to grow up really fast because yeah. Charlie was kind of missing for a while and. He's the elder sibling. 
Uh, Bailey also kind of freaks out when he sees Charlie and Kirsten flirting and kind of getting close because he's like, that's my girl. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and all and, I think is, dude, you're a junior. Right. <laughs> you ain't got a chance. Um, but Charlie backs off and they have a nice, you know, their family's in there at Salinger's, the family restaurant. Um, I think that was pretty much everybody's story, right? Yep. Now let's get to the exciting one. <laughs> you did Brothers this last time. Oh my gosh. I forgot how, oh, every time we watch an episode, I say this a lot. I know, I need to just get a shirt that says, I forgot how good this was. But I really forgot how good this show was. So we're dealing with the aftermath of um, William's heart attack. Slash and I remember when this first, like, I watched this show live all five seasons. Uh, like, Desperate Housewives, Brothers and Sisters. And I remember, like, thinking, okay, no, he can't really be dead. He's... That sound like they were from Still Magnolias. There's no way. <laughs> and then when they're at that funeral, I'm like, yeah, he did. <laughs> he like dead, dead. Uh, we we reading the will, giving the company away, dead. This um, was. Um, I felt bad um, since I played this episode. Not with, and my mom was with it, and we'd seen it, and I just wasn't thinking. It is very emotional to watch a show dealing with grief when mm -hmm. you're still processing grief. I thought about that. I was like, ooh, this might be good. I <laughs> did not. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, Mom, I'll turn it off. She's like, no, it's okay. I was just like, because even I'm thinking uh, kind of, yeah, I was like, but I got to watch it. You're going to see stuff like this. So, you know, it's. Uh -huh. And what says I've seen it, but still it's just they play those parts so realistic that you can feel their grief yeah and the struggles they're going through um we saw scotty i, I was not expecting him to see so like early i on. for i know i for <laughs> i did not realize he was that early i loved him from the moment he came on the screen i know he's like recurring in the first season but i know he's definitely around in season two yeah because the finale i believe is their wedding no, Sarah's wedding is the finale. Oh, wait, are you talking about the season or the series, like, in general? The season two finale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's her wedding. Yeah. Um. So, the will is being read by, uh, what's his name? Saul, or Kevin. Kevin. Oh, and... my, oh, real quick, though. How could you imagine being your own family's lawyer, knowing all these secrets that you can't share feels like a conflict of interest <laughs> i would th well it's just a will but you know yeah. so i guess that's where it's not really a well i don't know that like, i don't know anything about legal work i'm not even gonna try well maybe he didn't know the secrets maybe he didn't draw it up draw up the will he was just the executor like the person well that... he knew justin wasn't he knew justin was kind of in a conservative ship and mm -hmm. i did not realize back then that i had knew what one of those was i thought britney spears is what i learned about conservatorships well yeah that's what it made me think of britney i was like that word is very triggering <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, that's not fair. That's not fair. You know. So basically, everything was left to Nora. But mm -hmm. in the event, he said, "If she dies," and she's like, "Thank you for using if." 
So, oh, Sally Fields is such a treasure. We do not deserve. We did not deserve her. Um, then it would be dispersed evenly throughout the kids, except Justin's was going to be put into a conservatorship, where he would get an allowance. And Kitty, I almost called her Kate, Caddy, Kitty, would be the one to oversee that. When we were watching this, there was some part. My mom's like, what's Ally McBill doing? <laughs> I just... we, got, we got to see the hot guy from Cougar Town. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sh- you know, I liked her, him and Kitty together. I thought I they too. were... <laughs> that would have been a hot marriage, I bet. Yeah. And fight and then go ahead and make, have really hot makeup sex or something. It's all Rob Lowe's fault. They hired him, and he had Fuck. so they got rid of the other guy. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Rob Lowe. No, <laughs> and then he uh, left us. I know, like, dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be on the show anymore. Like, ever. <laughs> I know. Oh. Um. So what else happened? Oh, so Sarah's left Justin the company. saw Holly oh. at the funeral. And he remembered seeing her at the office the day prior. So he goes through his father's Rolodex to get information about her, finds her house, and kind of puts the pieces together that they she's the mistress. The, and pops why, her as he walks away. <laughs> why have a Rolodex with your mistress's name in there? If you don't remember her number, maybe you shouldn't have a mistress. mistress. Or... Put a fake name, like people put fake names in their cell phones for their mistresses or whatever. Yeah. Might as um, well put Holly Harper, the mistress. You know. <laughs> but you forgot to add that Sarah got the company of Ohio. She's, she's the president, right? Mm-hmm. And Kev or Tommy Tom, was yeah. kind of just wah wah. I would love to know why I don't I can't remember if we find out why he did that, but it would be interesting to know. If maybe I was thinking, did he give it to Sarah because he knew Sarah would do the right thing with the pensions if something was to happen to him to fix all that? Well, this little detail was said because Tommy said, I mean, I have a business degree. So I'm wondering if it's because she has a business mm. degree. Oh, there's that like, too. Yeah. He, he was like, I mean, I have a business degree, but I know how this company runs or whatever. So true, 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 true. So Sarah's dealing with the company and their financial situation and also trying to juggle being a mom, being a mom and getting a hula skirt for her daughter. Cause she's like Hawaii. In a school okay. play or whatever. I feel really bad for her because they put a lot of it on her. She's working a full-time job while her husband's staying home. Shouldn't he be trying to be like, no honey, let me, let me take care of that. You're really busy. Let me stop by. Because at the end, they made like he was the hero because, oh, I got the last hula hoop skirt. Yeah. Well, she tried. If you didn't get that last one, maybe she would have got it and then she could have saved the day. <laughs> Sorry. I, <wouldn't... laughs> I always loved Sarah and I, I didn't always like how Joe did like. Oh, no, I can't wait for him to be on. I hate him. <laughs> because I was just like, she has a lot going on in her mind. Even stuff yeah. that Joe does not know. And her father just died. 
Who the fuck cares about a hula hoop skirt? <laughs> I mean, besides her daughter, which I know, you know, she's trying to be a good mom. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, they find out Justin. Nobody can find Justin or Kitty and Nora can't find Justin. So they go to his apartment and find his fawn, fawn <laughs> in his bed. I like um, she, I liked when she went, I'm a good girl, or whatever that was. <laughs> and Nora's just like, of course you are, honey. Or, She's like, you need to wake up earlier or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Nora basically was like, you need to stay out of my son's life. But she did it and she said In a it nice way. She was like, is this really the life that you want? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they they end up finding out that Justin got arrested for public intoxication mm-hmm. in Oceanside, wherever that is, com- compared to Pasadena. It's clearly a pretty long. It it could be five miles and just takes four hours to get there because of traffic, or yeah. it could, just <laughs> or it could actually. I mean, I, I'm get. It feels like it's an overnight trip. Yeah. Um, I liked when they went to the jail and Nora was like next to Kitty and she was like, oh, this, I'm his mother and this is his sister. You may recognize her from like whatever the name of the TV show is. And he's like, oh, that's you. And she's like, mm, yeah. And <laughs> she's like, we're not asking for pre- preferential treatment. And Nora's like, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> So apparently they must have got the preferential treatment because they got him out. I will say it is very interesting how Sally feels can just, you know, one minute she's funny, like saying, thank you for adding adding if, and then just (laughs) breaking down because she cares so much about her son and what he's going through. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she called him ungrateful, Mm -hmm. um, spoiled. Uh, There was another word she used that I can't recall at the moment. Um, But he basically lashes out and says that he wishes that he had died over in Iraq, um, which makes her break down crying. Mm -hmm. And then he's all like, you guys are so dramatic or something. And he like walks away. Um, Well, I think you can uh, relate. If you've been you cared about someone who was really in, addicted to something, they did a they do a pretty good job at displaying that. Mm-hmm. Justin just his story turns out a lot better than a lot of people's though. Yeah. Um, Kitty ends up having a talk with Justin and bringing through to him saying that their father was proud of him and that when he was away that he used to call her every day and that all he would do was talk about it, Justin's stories. Um, so that was nice. See, this is what sucks for Justin is he's, he has a lot of things, so many things going on. Like he feels like his dad doesn't love him because mm-hmm. of what he did. And then he finds out his dad, like, oh, this is a very emotional episode for me to watch at my current state. <laughs> it sucks to find something like that out. Yes. When the, when the person's no longer there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I was trying really hard to follow this, but I, I guess I wasn't that interested in it. 
the whole company situation with the pensions and everything. Were they not paying taxes or were okay. they hiding money? Like William made a bad investment is what they said. Okay. And to cover the bad investment he took from the pensions. Oh, okay. Okay. So Kevin gave her the number of a justice uh, attorney yes. in the justice department. Yeah. For her to use. Cause he said that if you go to them, they'll be, it looks good and they'll be more lenient mm-hmm. as far as penalizing them. Um, so she says to Saul, she's like, we'll go your way. She said six months. If we can't get this back, this company back into sheep, um, that she's going to call the number. Mm-hmm. So that's how that ended. Um, I think that's eventually, and I'm not trying to jump ahead with spoilers or anything, but I think that's eventually how Har- Har- Holly gets involved is she helps repay she or something. Yeah, this yeah. Is she because like, I feel like she works at the company at some point. Yeah, she does. Because yeah. they really work to get her into the Walker mix. So when Saul went to see Holly to tell her that she doesn't own her house, <laughs> um, and she said, I knew that. I, I should know the deal. She's like, mistresses don't get, you know, stuff in wills and stuff like that. <laughs> mistresses aren't named in the will. I was like, yeah. oh, well. Um, I remembered that those two date at some point, And then I'm like, but then he's gay. And I'm like, it's very confusing. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I always took it as Saul, Saul fought it. So he had this internal struggle. And I don't, you know, maybe he thought Holly would be, yeah, one that could make him straight. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like Holly. Oh, I I do too. I remember liking her because I, I was always like, man, why do I always like the mistress? Okay, I thought I'm I'm gonna be waiting for this episode till it happens, but I thought this was the episode with the dinner where um Holly's at the family dinner and. Nora just says, like, so nonchalantly, my, my children think that I don't know that my husband's mistress is here with us today. <laughs> I thought it was this episode. It was, it's not. So it's probably the next episode or in the next two episodes. Well, I can't <laughs> wait because that's the thing I like about the walkers. They fall apart so easily. <laughs> like when Sarah fell apart after not being able to get that hula skirt. And the poor guy's just thinking, I, I know he's probably thinking, I make minimal wage, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I work was, at a party store. Do you think this warrants your reaction? You she know? was deflecting her anxiety and yeah. emotions onto him. She's like, the one thing a party store is supposed to have <laughs> is Hawaiian skirts. <laughs> that is your job. <laughs> I would think it would be balloons, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this episode. Um, one thing I did notice there was no um, phone chain like they usually have, like at the beginning. Oh yeah, I love their little Walker phone chains. <laughs> yeah, I I do know season one of Brothers and Sisters is like I don't feel like there's a bad part in it. No. I and can't. No- re- I can't remember two through five because I know there was a few times there were some ups and downs for me, but I know season one was constant, like a constant, amazing. And midway, we get Emily Van Camp. 
I know. I love her. <laughs> but I wish she would stop doing four seasons and quitting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, though, out of the two families, the Walkers win dysfunctional family night again. Yeah. <laughs> I. Until Bailey starts drinking and Jennifer, <laughs> and Jennifer Love Hewitt arrives, I'm not sure that the Salingers are going to win a dysfunctional family night for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> the Walkers are just so much more complex, I feel like. <laughs> they are complex. They are... Yeah. Or when Julia's uh, Jason London or Jeremy London shows up. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but fun fact, a different actor plays that character in season one. I think it's James Marsden. Oh, I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. If that's him, could you just imagine what it would be? Oh, wow. That changes like so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the season two premiere... Not to spoil anything, but that's when Jeremy London takes over the role. <laughs> was he the one that was on Seventh Heaven? That, or was that his twin brother, Jason? No, I think it was Jeremy because Jason's always been more of the film actor. Okay, I could be wrong. They're twins, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Jason was in Man on the Moon. That Reese Witherspoon movie, I could be have the. He was in Wong Fu. To uh, Bobby, <laughs> Lee. Bobby Ray, Bobby Lee. No, Bobby Lee's the girl. <laughs> <laughs> My knight in shining pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was on uh, at the country gay bar. I was at this week. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. To Wong Fu. Yeah, they just had it on the screen. <laughs> Those videos you sent me of the country gay bar you went to, I was like, oh, that's cute. You think that's country? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a country bar. <sighs> they, I've been to a gay one. I didn't know. <laughs> Walked in there. I was like, we sure this is a gay bar? <laughs> and I'm it's, like. It's basically a gay coyote ugly. The bartenders get up every 20 minutes or so and they dance. So my, mo my mom saw the video. <laughs> she was like. Oh, so it's a gay cow of the ugly. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, those are the each episode were really good, though, on different, like, like I couldn't write the two because I wouldn't be able to write them on the same scale because they're very different type episodes. Yeah, I don't want to rate them because it's just, they're just different shows. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not really fair. Um, and they're also different time periods. <laughs> Very much so. Which is weird <laughs> when you think it's only like 10 years apart from the start of both yeah. the shows. Yeah, it is. But I will say I did enjoy the walk, the brothers and sisters one more because I don't know if it's more modern or it, the dialogue's just faster. It's wittier and it gives you everything you're looking for. You get the high the high drama, but you also get some comedy. Comedy, yeah. And just there's a little suspense cuz you don't know what's going to happen like yeah. what did will William do? Like Which kind of makes it feel like a soap opera. Well, cuz you also 
you keep waiting. I knew it was going to happen because I've seen it. But like, you almost wait for Justin to say, "Dad was having an affair," so that he would get like the last word. Mm-hmm. And but he doesn't, you yeah. know. So like, just kind of thinking, "Oh, is he going to say it?" Which is something that he's also probably pushing him to do drugs because he's struggling with holding that in from his mother. Um, but yeah, you have anything else to add? Just such a good show. Both shows are good. I love them each differently. <laughs> differently. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Queers and Soaps. As always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great night. Bye. Bye.